So, we're back. We're in the basement with better lighting. It's the All Serious Subjects Podcast. I'm John. He's Adam. Adam. (laughs) The lead-in was, I was going to get you an introduction, and then, I mean, in such a R vibe, we uh, fuck it up. So... (laughs) Some call us the xylophone of podcasts. (laughs) Oh, dude, some people don't get racist grunts as a working title joke. Because, like, I think it was, we were just, like, racist against, like, Europeans. It's, like, British people, French people, uh, Asian people. Fuck, damn it. Never mind. Just all (laughs) the people. But at a certain point, I feel like it becomes not racist, you know? I don't think it's racist, actually. But it was was obviously tongue-in-cheek. I don't think they get that uh, from the... I mean, it's imagine a British person doing a thick southern accent. It's the same exact thing. It's it's all good fun. Yeah. It's just um, good old sixth grade humor. <laughs> and that's but, why they call us the xylophone of podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. We're just out here doing offbeat percussion. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of things that you didn't think could be fucked up, that were fucked up like that intro, banks. Banks? You mean the places that Papa puts his mun mun? <laughs> his mun mun, dude. A way that I don't even think kids refer to money. <laughs> I think they chance. I think they nail money it's because it's <laughs> mun mun. <laughs> so yeah, Papa puts his mun mun. And I think Papa will be, I mean, most Papas, I'd say, are okay. Because FDIC insurance, quarter quarter million dollars still. But there is a couple banks that have failed, some big banks, relative, uh, to where, you know, the, the, the bank failures have been pretty minuscule in terms of actual assets under management. And these last couple have been in the billions but surely the government will come bail them out. Hopefully not. Just like the sh- car insurance companies. The c- I mean, uh, the car manufacturers. Okay, yeah. I was like, the car insurance companies. Like, what? I was like, oh, <laughs> the great uh, car insurance when Progressive and Geico were just <laughs> so close. State Farm was able to buy up a bunch of people pennies on the dollar. Uh, no, that, yeah, so the car manufacturer stuff, or when the banks also in the great financial crisis, too. Um, those, those, those things seem like good ideas in the moment, maybe, but yeah, you, perpe- you perpetuate the risk that comes with doing those things. You basically make it so they feel no risk in doing highly leveraged positions, uh, which is, I mean, basically what fractional reserve banking is in a way, um, whatever that is. I mean, the idea is that you only have to keep a small amount of uh, your actual reserves on hand. uh, Okay, that makes sense. So if I have a million dollars, I only need to keep, like, say, $100,000 on hand. So if people want their money, I have, like, $100,000 right here to divvy up. Yeah, and if people need more than $100,000, you have to start selling long-term assets that you didn't expect to sell. And so you might incur losses. And in certain... um, interest rate times and stuff. So like, you know, times before a couple years ago when interest rates were extremely low, uh, those assets that you'd be buying would have low interest rates. And now the ones that you would buy, so government treasuries and stuff because of the federal fund rate going up by four and a half percent, 
This is the most serious the series. We're not even five minutes in, so none of this counts. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Can't quote this. In, uh, Can't, none of it. The law of Joe Rogies doesn't work here. Uh, but because of the large increase in interest rates and stuff, the assets are priced differently. Because of that, the bonds that they would buy, treasuries, uh, mortgage-backed securities, uh, have inverse relationships to the rates. And so rates being higher means the price goes lower. So higher interest rate ones now means lower interest rate ones carry a lower price because they carry a lower yield, which is another word for interest rate. So all that being said, they have to sell an asset at a loss. And so they basically might not have enough money to pay back everybody at the end of the day. And a lot of times these, these banks uh, have loans to other banks and stuff. And so there's the whole idea of bank contagion that people are like, well, we got rid of that, didn't we? Nah, I don't know. It seems we like they might still be something there. else. Well, I mean, yeah. Like yeah, they, they know exactly. They just basically uh, pretended like it didn't exist. Um, yeah, if you just... Everything's so obscure. It's like even the experts, like I feel like it's so tough to like actually understand what's happening. Oh yeah, even the people, the so-called experts, like I'm, I, I know like nothing, absolutely nothing. Um, and like I think that that's saying something because I there's so much there's so much to know. It just seems like you have to have like. I mean, even if you have a doctorate in economics and stuff, there's so much you could just miss. Mm -hmm. You don't even know what's going on currently then, maybe. And because of that, you're just short-sighted on a lot of your your thoughts. Mm -hmm. It's like an infinitely layered onion. Yeah. And, well, it's on purpose, obviously, uh, yeah. done by, you know, generations of banking and stuff to obfuscate uh, speculation and such. Because that's what has driven the kind of boom-bust cycles that capitalism has at this point because the speculative cycles have to have these kinds of things. And, then I mean, the, what's happened is they've just found ways to infinitely expand, right? So, the, the, I mean, the idea of infinite growth is there. You have to always be, you know, new markets, new territory, new this and that. You have to have something to continue to grow. Profit growth year over year, percentage-wise, has to continue to grow. Mm -hmm. Which is just fundamentally impossible. Exactly. Uh, this is, I mean, this is so at some point, you have to find, you know, other ways to make money and make that infinite growth possible. And a lot of ways aren't necessarily the most savory, the most, um, they're not the best practices. A lot of times what people are doing aren't actually adding value to the economy and stuff. You're not making anything better or easier and stuff. It's just making a number bigger. Playing around. <laughs> it's You're playing with your food. It's a lot of that. A lot of playing with your food. Yeah, I like that analogy. Just the most wealthy people in the world just like mushing peas. Yeah. It's with their fork. <laughs> but it's like uh, beluga, like uh, caviar or something. Yeah. It's golden peas. Golden peas. It's still peas for you. Yeah, I'd like change it to caviar, which is like peas, mm -hmm. and you still fucking <laughs> take it. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
It's I, 24 karat peas, so it's soft enough that I can chew it and not break I, my teeth. Would it be soft? I think it's... 24, uh, yeah, pure gold, super soft. That's what I thought, right. Like, you, yeah. if you hit, like, that on another metal, it would just fucking bend really hard. Yeah, you wouldn't want that, yeah. yeah. I just slapped it on, like, I mean, the shitty table leg. Mm. Yeah. Like it's interesting. Like uh, that lead hammer you were talking oh, about. Oh, yeah, time. knockoffs. Uh, old, yeah, I forgot about that. See, so, yeah, uh, yeah, that's why you use lead, and uh, that makes sense. It's in the same, yeah, okay. PB, there was an interesting article you sent, I think you sent me it, but it was how, like, um, collateral, like, part of the domino effect of the collapse of banks and things like that is from a domino effect um, from using collateral in, like, loans that are from other loans so you're like using money that's owed to you as collateral to give someone else a loan or whatever yeah so that that was the contagion kind of thing that i I alluded to uh where the banks inner uh uh lend uh the same money basically they cycle the same money Mm -hmm. around and uh a lot of times in like the loan making it's 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 like the banks themselves within like the the current system basically like in this way make money up out of thin air right mm-hmm. and that's that's uh that that's the issue is like where yeah they collateralize each loan and then go to the next bank and say well now i have uh so much money because i gave you these treasuries or something like that now i can trade with this much money or I get this money and then like I can say I have these this amount proven and stuff and then use that to the next one down the line and it's the same collateral at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And so the same $100 has now created $100,000. Uh, it's usually not 1000 to 1, though. It's usually around like 100 to 1, which, I mean, it's still Jesus. terrifying. Yeah, yeah it's-, uh, it's at least 20 to 1 on a lot of banks. So they usually are levered up. Uh, where they have about 5%. Because uh, with COVID, this is the most serious subjects. God damn it, dude. How do we do this? Big S. The thumbnail is going to have one big S, the middle one. I mean, the I first didn't even, S. I didn't even think about this happening. I didn't even think this would be possible, that we would have this, whatever. Right. This is what the kids signed up for. This is what the kids signed up for. What was I saying? It was about... Um, oh, fuck. I don't know. I mean, there we go. Shit. Shit. <laughs> uh, number one trending Google search topic: Chelsea FC, Leicester City FC, Brendan Rodgers. How Fofana has excelled in Silva's absence ahead of hostile reception at Leicester. God damn it! Adam, look Great at my Britain. face. What the <laughs> fuck are you? I think it's football. No, it is. I but know football. This, uh, this, I yeah, know no, that's what FC stands for. Football club. <laughs> uh, actually, that's really funny because they do a similar thing for basketball teams and other like countries and stuff. They do like the same thing for like all their sports names. So I only know this because there was uh, a uh, oh man, fuck, god damn it! It, it was in Africa. There was a. It was basketball club. They do it as BBC, <laughs> and. Uh, and it was like the African nice. Basketball Association. It was like all it would be like Rwanda BBC. 
And you're just like, I don't know, man. The search, the SEO might be different. You might, if you have safe search off, you might get different results. It's unintended. African BBC. And you're, I'm basketball clubs. No. Stone image search. I was trying to, Jake Cole was playing for like a team. He's a rapper and he was playing in Africa as like a, you know, a basketball player. And I remember seeing the thing, and it said Rwanda BBC. It was his team, I think. And I was like, what the fuck? I don't know if they understand what that that's going to implicate. Right. Oh, wow. Okay, so this is kind of interesting. I'm just looking over the top trending searches in uh, Google over the past week. Oh, shit. International Women's Day got 10 million. That, that destroys my point. We're going to ignore Tuesday. <laughs> Um, all right, so Wednesday. Get out the way, bitches. <laughs> International Women's Day. We're like, get the fuck out the way, you dumb broad. Ay. All right, I mean, that didn't help. Yeah, International Women's Day is booming, apparently. But Ignoring Tuesday. Ignoring those dumb bitches with their blood fucking out their hoo-ha problems. Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> Uh-huh. You don't just go. Just, do, just say your thing. You uh, don't have to. Sean Kemp, whoever the fuck that is. Number one trending search Wednesday, 500,000 uh, searches. All right. So uh, Sean Kemp was a uh, a basketball player in the 90s. He played for the Seattle Supersonics, I think, mostly. Uh, he was known for his dunks. And he actually is now known for a shooting because oh. I think he shot him. No, he shot at somebody else. Okay. He shot at somebody else. Uh, I think that uh, people. It's supposedly self defense. It's all like kind of being figured out still. But he was involved in like I think it was a drive by. Oh damn! Did you read it or did you no. not click on it? And that's it. No, I didn't even. That's hilarious. I don't, I don't give a fuck about Sean Kemp. Yeah, no, I only know about this because he's a basketball player. Mm. But yeah, he's known for uh, also having a bunch of kids from a bunch of different women. You should look up that. How many? How many children uh, does Sean Kemp have? <laughs> How many? And the Magic Eight Ball says, "Just tell me, please." I hate when it does that. I know it's a lot from like a lot of different women. I know Flavor Flav. I think has like thirteen or like nine Jesus. nine. I think nine different baby mamas and, like, okay. 11 kids. Barely any, like, repeats, basically. Just, like, yeah. almost. How, how many does he have? He's add? not quite to that level. He has seven children with six different women. <laughs> but it's quite a few. Look up uh, Antonio Cromartie, I believe. Antonio Cromartie. Hopefully it autofills. Antonio Cremavera. It's a, it's actually a uh, whoa. Yeah, a black man. children. For, yeah, how many baby mamas though? It's insane. This guy, these people have so much in child support. Like, I'm trying to think of other big name people. A great one. Just completely different. I think he actually has just like all his children with the same woman, but the the idea of the naming is really funny. Uh, George Foreman, I think. No he, way. Oh, 
the Foreman Grillman himself. Yeah. Do you know who? Do you know what George Foreman is known for? Actually, is he a boxer? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah! I was convinced you had no idea <laughs> what George Foreman did. I mean, you weren't even certain when you said it there. Yeah, obviously, mixed up with Mike Tyson. I mean, that's still. I mean, that's fine. Yeah. He's like Mike Tyson if if, if he like like uh, went to church or something. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, George Foreman's kids' names. He named like a bunch of them George. <laughs> <laughs> like he's George two and three and George seventeen. <laughs> like he had like eight kids and four of them are George. <laughs> I don't know if it's that many, but it's still great. Yeah, that's fantastic. It's at least two. It's a problem. And he was a reverend in 1994 at the oh, church dude, of uh, I mean, Jesus Christ. I didn't even know that he was a Jesus dude. I just guessed from, like, the way. But that's amazing if I, he went to church is what I said. <laughs> <laughs> Man. I've moved down, by the way. I just, like, slouch in my chair so much. <laughs> as much as the doctors harp on good posture... Why is bad posture got to feel so good? Right. Why does slouching have to be so, so Jesus. just tempting? Dude, I'm seeing a lot of wins in George Foreman's uh, history. Oh, yeah. He was he was one of the best boxers Couple of all of time, us. I'm pretty sure. Like, I mean, not the, like, I don't think people regard, maybe some, but from what I know, I think he's regarded as, like, a top tier. Like, I think he was a heavyweight, right? Pretty certain. Yeah, yeah, heavyweight. Yeah, he was, like, one of the best heavyweights like ever i mean he wasn't you know the greatest but he's up there in uh oh my god in 2003 he voiced himself in king of the hill <laughs> in an episode called boxing luan luan how many heavyweight titles did he have or how long did he hold the heavyweight this is a, this is a hilarious breakdown in the podcast where we went from talking intensely about the intricacies of banking and collateral <laughs> and margins. And like, I, I mean, cause then we didn't even get to like margin trading, which they would do and stuff with that where it's, yeah, the whole extra bit where, and then all this like money that's gone with the specific bank, how that like, like has already trickled to payroll for a lot of startups and how there's a lot of people that might not get paid soon. And that's the beauty of the All Serious Subjects podcast. I, I mean, yeah, it's 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 stream of consciousness is, I guess, an overused term, but this is definitely definitely what it is, where you get two people that have been friends for a long time, so you're just basically here with us, man. You're mm -hmm. you as the person listening are the third friend. Mm -hmm. You're the friend that we never had. We love you, like we love each other, like we love ourselves. That's Adam just giving you <laughs> neck kisses like he always does to me before bed. Right before I tuck you in. Oh, uh, it's so he's he's such a good friend, guys. Right. It's what bros do to it's each other. It's just two bros <laughs> tucking each other in. Well, I tuck you in, then I go to bed and you tuck me in. <laughs> like eventually Weaver gets home, but sometimes it's not for days, so sometimes we don't sleep. <laughs> we just go back and forth tucking each other in <laughs> until Pop Pop can come in and, and, and finally end it. Uh, I mean, um, we'll, ti we'll tire out eventually and just spoon, uh, right. but... <laughs> On the floor in the we hall. Can't, we can't tuck each other in, so we got to keep warm somehow. I mean, what do we do? <laughs> we 
can't use these blankets. I gotta be tucked. <laughs> can't uh, use the bed, so we gotta just wait in the hallway. Uh, so back to the grill himself. Um, no, no, no. Back to this banking. <laughs> <laughs> Um, he was heavyweight title from 73 to 74 and 94 to 95. Wow. What? Wow. That's crazy. So, yeah, that's, I mean, that's a huge gap. So, like, he's been doing it for a minute. If he did, that's, that seems insane. But I don't know. I'm not a boxing person. Right. I'm uh, just a boxing person. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> All right. You're such a fucking... <laughs> Just a goober. Uh, uh, don't forget to, uh, uh, oh, man, uh, like, subscribe, donate, uh, so Adam and I can go to Waffle House on you, third friend. <laughs> That's what friends do, goddamn it. Adam's birthday is coming up. Dude. <laughs> buy, buy us both Waffle House for Adam's <laughs> birthday. Yes, please, Waffle House gift card. I would, oh, mm. I'll, I'll give you so many neck kisses with the people with our there. shitty lav mics. I realize <laughs> that other people have so much better ones where it's like wireless receivers between the mic and everything, so it's way better. <laughs> <laughs> it's way more compact. It's like so much smaller, and it's not that expensive. Oh, so funny! So, Just seeing better um, ones. Going back to the banks collapsing. Oh, I thought we were going back to this George <laughs> Foreman Thursday. <laughs> On Thursday, what happened? Um, wait, do you remember what day the Silvergate actually collapsed? Uh, no. What day the news broke? It was maybe last week at this uh, point. Damn, all right. This is be as interesting as I thought. I was going to say uh, Silvergate was only searched 20,000 times on Thursday. Oh. Uh, but uh, I guess that makes sense. Old news. Yeah, it's uh, because it was – so they couldn't – release their filing uh their quarterly filing because the investigation with the sec and like department of justice i believe it's like a full-on thing because they were involved with a lot of money and ftx um so i I don't i assume they're not releasing uh their earnings because they're just like too good and that's why they shut down and are liquidating. Yeah, I think. Yeah, that's accurate. That's probably it. That's why. Yeah. And so they were just like not. They, everybody would be like, whoa, dude, no way. And it would just blow <laughs> everything up like in a too good of a way. Right. So they didn't release those. Like, I can never be this good. And, and yeah, They no. would kill themselves. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, the other uh, thing was. Um, oh, yeah, I was talking about. USDC, uh, a stable coin. That was a fun one because they were talking. Uh, so it was like last week, I believe. Uh, you could probably search that one while I describe this. Uh, when uh, Silvergate collapsed or when Silvergate finally like said they were going to liquidate, mm-hmm. that's an important date for it because that happened first. And Circle, the company that uh, oversees USDC, had a lot, like a bit of the reserves there. They're like, we're fine. It was only a little bit of exposure. We'll be good. No issues there. And then however many days later, they're like, okay, well, we did have a lot of money in Silicon Valley Bank. So uh, between these two, it's kind of going to be an issue probably. <laughs> and uh, stable coins are a source of liquidity for cryptocurrencies that are supposed to be the replacement for like actual fiat currencies, the the country currencies and such, uh, those ones get 
used uh, the the stable coins get used as like an in between uh, for the actual cryptocurrency, say like a Bitcoin or Ethereum or whatever. You trade that for the stable coin, basically in between, and then to dollars because it's supposed to make it easier uh, to not be like selling a security. It's like one of the ways they skirt laws and stuff. It's an in between for that because if you sell it indirectly and it's supposed to be like that, it's so if you sell it for like, uh, and that's why all the exchanges have their own currencies. So when you buy something, you're actually, uh, when you like deposit money, you're just buying their stable coin. Uh. And so it's like, you're buying like, uh, like an in-game currency in like an app or something like that, like a game. So you like in, you have virtual currencies on 2k on NBA 2k, you can get virtual currency where you deposit money and you get virtual currency. Uh, I don't think you could sell the things that you get, but like a lot of things let you sell things for it, but you sell it for the virtual currency and then cash out for the virtual currency to dollars. Mm -hmm. So in that way, you're not actually like, you know, doing a security sale and stuff. And then you skirt regulations and all the scrutiny that would come with that and having, you know, feds up your ass. That's what it all comes back to is just skirting regulations that make more money. Yeah, I mean, regulations in, like, a good sense are there, but, like, it's always uh, the who's making the regulations in the first place. And when you think of, like, you know, Bernie Madoff, one of the biggest scammers ever, he was the head of the uh, the NASDAQ and, like, making a lot of the rules for the exchange itself and made a lot of, um, he was, you know, buddy-buddy with the SEC. They thought it was all cool. And made a lot of uh, uh, rule changes as, like, an exchange head. Like, a lot of times they are the people to, you know, tell the SEC, this is how it should do, this is how it should be, and all this other stuff. And he just didn't make trades. He was just straight up Ponzi-ing. Like, never doing actual trading at all. It was all money coming in. Like, it was insane. It was, like, I mean, and he was the head of it. It shouldn't make sense. It's insane. But that was the guy in $60 billion or so. Disgusting. And then there was however many from, uh, I think that's going to be potentially lost from um, Silvergate. Maybe a few billion. Um, not like crazy, crazy, like, you know, record-breaking billions. Uh, still, like, I mean, a nauseating amount of money to, like, try to, like, think of. But, like, you know, something in the less than 10 or around 10 type. Uh, of billion dollars uh, number, but for Silicon Valley Bank, it seems like that's going to be a big number, like the multiple tens of billions easy. I think they already, when they try to like get some uh, uh, liquidity and sold some of their treasuries, they lost two, they realized the loss of two billion easily, like right there. And they're like, and we're going to have to sell some of our stock to try to do that, to try to make up some money. And then they immediately just went to zero, basically. I think, I, I mean, if the banks don't get bailed out, I don't even know, man. It's to, to pretend like I know exactly what goes on. Right. It just seems like a, a very layered black box within a black box within a black box where, like, once you figure out one, there's still another layer of black box that connects to another black box that goes over here where you have to figure out a thing to figure out a thing to lock the key or to unlock this one, to get the key to unlock this one. It's a never ending thing. 
This is the most serious subjects layered in with the least serious subjects in there. We got back to it. Yeah, our root, our our gay joke roots. Our <laughs> yeah. Um, we did do that. Looks like First Republic Bank is coming under scrutiny. Yeah, that was actually, I believe, uh, one of the banks that when uh, so a lot of the, the um, customers for SVB were um, startups, a lot of uh, tech startups and such, and they have all their funding or a lot of their funding for the business in, in its entirety just at the bank in a deposit, whatever. And uh, some of the, like, you know, Peter Thiel like, is, uh, he's, he's a head of the, it's called the Founders Fund and, you know, Venture Capitals. And uh, they, like, invested in a bunch of startups and they said, pull your money from that bank. And they said, I believe, to put it in that bank. Damn. <laughs> so it's, I, I said all that to say that. I was, I just thought it was interesting. So they're coming under fire. I believe that they were mentioned where it's like, take all your money from this bank and put it into this bank instead. And you're just like, oh, it's a game of hot potato. Right, yeah. That's crazy. Should we end there? <laughs> I guess so. All right. See you guys next week.